always been fascinated with how people and beings and elements can use sound to influence and inspire and transcend reality. My name is Autumn. And on a good day, I do consider myself a sorceress. <laughs> I do consider myself one of these beings that. manipulate for the greater good and I think that shows up in most of my offerings I think you'll have to stay tuned to find out Welcome, welcome to the divine, where every presence, every encounter is divine. That means when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're angry, when you're ashamed, dark light bad good black white big small god goddess Aware, naive, all of these patterns, all these associations are patterns 
of behavior or processing or journaling or journeying that are some of the most unaware practices of reinforcing your own behavior um and i get really fucking angry at the level of unawareness that even the most aware quote-unquote beings you know pretend to show up as and i'm guilty of it too i definitely have shadows and i'm not perfect like everyone um but the depth of like like shit that happens with this division of of people with this in group and out group and the right and the wrong and the big and the small and the smart and the dumb is like nauseating like I literally feel like a bubbling of of like anger in my intestines for which I want to throw up and I haven't you know it's it's just so ironic that I still haven't found a place to express my anger and it's it's actually turning into a chronic illness again like i'm feeling tension in my in my body i'm getting headaches um i'm i'm needing much more um of the practices that I do have about anger and um, I feel like I've actually limited so much of my environmental elements that trigger my anger Um, but just not enough there's just so much anger in the world and animosity and frustration and jealousy and envy and all this dark energy that we don't want to access we don't want to feel it we don't think it's okay we don't think it's real we think it's a formation upon other energies and yet (laughs) Yet, indications of energies that we don't invite as humans show up in all other species. 
and you know I guess for many it's like you know we're better because we're human I don't need to feel anger because I'm happy or ooh my favorite my favorite one is that is women aren't angry they're hurt (laughs) and or you know boys will be boys you know this socialization that it's okay for men to express anger and tyrancy and aggression and frustration and show that but women women are it's unladylike to be angry and it's um just because she she doesn't have a baby that she's angry and it's um you know, because she really didn't get fucked good enough that she's angry. You know, there's a reason for her anger. It can't just exist because. And that assigning reason, that labeling associated with our feelings. <laughs> um, it's just diminishing and um I want to tell some stories um about some of this socialization and I'm hoping I'll actually end up getting this one on a video somehow too. Because I was feeling a lot of video energy for videoing. But I didn't have like all of the things put together to get the videos done. I didn't have the music and the background and the hair and the order. And all of the things that people have to do to be part of a YouTube channel. Or a video channel or whatever. And I can't do YouTube because... My internet's not fast enough. <sighs> it's first world problems. Anyways, wow, I'm feeling this really interesting pain in my um in my heart chakra. It's really interesting. Um I've never felt something like this before, but I guess I'm opening. Um so I recognize that. A lot of this pain is just like me not living in balance with my, my core being, my essence, my core essence of, of femininity. And also that it's temporary, like the pain is temporary, the pain is always temporary. And so I'm, I'm wanting to manage it because it is this, you know, there's this calling of me really offering these services to all beings and where I lack often is my alignment with um 
with my masculinity. Um, and so I've been wanting to practice more of embodying that energy so that I can have more boundaries and also connect with more people. And so anyways, um, I'm just going to try to go into story time more directly. Um, um, and a new story, not an existing story, but, um, so, um, there, um, there's this story, (laughs) which I can't believe this is the power of, of authenticity and passiveness and passive is often seen as a feminine trait and authenticity is seen as a masculine trait authenticity is direct passiveness is like you know reading between the lines and this is the power of manipulation and the power of knowing how to offer your gifts and how to manipulate with your gifts and I say this with a lot of admiration um and a lot of like envy and jealousy that like I haven't been um in tune with my gifts enough to do it to this volume um and now I am practicing you know that way of like infiltrating without um uh judgment and so there used to be or there is probably still because you know people don't really change that much um there's a story told about me (laughs) I I I don't even want to put this into words because it's so fucking bizarre and it's so infuriating that I, I, and, and the, and the people, you know, again, you know, people don't actually really want to hear your truth or share their truth. You know, that's why they do things passively. Um, (laughs) so ridiculous. Yeah. We have this culture of like people that are practicing radical honesty. Um, but it's, it's fascinating to me that radical honesty is this trend in Western North Carolina about oh like only being positive. It's still only about being positive. There's nothing about actually being real. There's no <laughs> and I just it's just like wow. Wow. So anyways, back to this story that's told about me in Western North Carolina. There's a story told about me that I'm racist. And I spent a lot of unnecessarily unnecessary energy trying to prove to this community. Now they don't actually know me that's the irony it's like this my relationship with western north carolina is like this really toxic 
like unhealthy like sibling pattern where I'm just like I know I can't get my needs met but I just keep trying and I just keep wanting and I know that they're they're the cool kids and I just really want them to like me and I know that if I could just I could just get accepted by them then I would be wonderful again (laughs) and I'm like you know I have my own patterns of like connecting with those stories and or wanting to release them and I I actually um wasn't even aware of this until recently um and um but um I think coming back to my home um and connecting with my actual truth not the truth that has been told or the story that's been told about me my real story my my kin story my biological story um has helped clarify a lot of those stories for me as being just stories and not actually truths and um (laughs) I think it's 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 fascinating to me that somebody that people have come to these stories and reinforced these stories and spread these stories. And I've believed it so much. I literally had to ask my uncle, who's black? <laughs> like, if if he thought I was racist, you know? And... I really appreciate his response because Billy Wayne is a jokester. He is. And um even my aunt who's who's white um asked, you know, she was just like, "What?" And <laughs> And just the authenticity of their response um, was just all the all the validation I needed. <laughs> and Billy Wayne had this look on his face and put a similar response to Karen. Um, and <laughs> Um, (laughs) and, um, you know, and, and that was essentially the end of that story, um, for me, for my truth, but there's still this idea that I have to prove myself, to this community of of people in Western North Carolina, and um, I can't believe I've saturated so much of my practice with the idea of proving I'm not racist. But I'm hoping this will be the last offering about that. 
Um, and if you haven't picked up on that, my proving myself to this community of Western North Carolina, um, then good. I'm glad that I, you know, I was able to kind of redirect that energy into a gift and alchemize and curate through that trauma. Um, but I am going to share a couple of stories about about this idea of racism and um, how this was reinforced in me and also justified through them. So one of the things I noticed um, after leaving um, Western North Carolina was there are no Wait, let let me rephrase that. There are very, very, very few people of color in Western North Carolina. Which, to me, is, is, it's mind-blowing that me, it's just mind-blowing to me that, that there's, like, this story being told about racism, Yet, most schools of thought, psychological or sociological or biological or chemical, would show um, that the most ignorant, ignorance comes from a place of judgment. And judgment is, comes from not having exposure not having connection or not having an experience that changes or reinforces those patterns and um <laughs> i just think it's really ironic um and i also noticed when I was in North Carolina, I was afraid of people of color. I was so afraid of being seen as racist or seeing as inauthentic or seen as like another, you know, white savior or whatever. And, um, I was like, this is so fucking bizarre to me that I'm afraid to talk to people of color. And I realize, actually, I don't know. I haven't actually processed why that's happened, but obviously it's not real because I come back to Dallas and I'm talking to people of color all the time, you know? Um, But I could process it as saying like, you know, there's like, you know, it's still the same like in crowd and out crowd and I'm part of the out crowd. So like can't talk to the in crowd, you know, because they're they're too good and um, and they know better and they're smarter and they're bigger, you know. And so um, one of the things that was was told to me um was this idea of being a white savior. You know, it's like these white people that come in. And I've been familiar with that term 
um, or the idea, but not that term. I've been familiar with the term in the way of like, you know, white people go in to, to like, um, third world country, third world countries with their Christianity. And they want to like share their Christianity as this gift to them. And I don't, believe in Christianity. So I was, that term set really deep for me from, from my education. I was like, no, I can't do this. I can't be that. I can't do this. Um, and, but it, it created this like stress response and like, wow, you know, that is me. Like, I do want to save people and I am white. So it's like, oh my God, I can't communicate, you know, I can't be myself. I can't be there with them I just have to stay away because I don't know how to not be myself and I'm trying to figure out how to be myself more you know and I uh um (laughs) so fascinating because the idea of being a white savior from from the idea of like being Christian coming into like a non-Christian community like that's been done already like Christianity is everywhere and it's if you read scriptures in Christianity in in Christian in in the you know the Bible or whatever there are literally scriptures in the book in that book that say that talk about being dark And it's one of the most, confusing associations that I've ever witnessed because people of color are literally practicing their own self-hatred and people that are, are white or not of color are literally reinforcing racism without actually knowing it. And there's always been this division of dark and light in every culture, even within the cultures of people of color. And you know, first for, for a second I'm going to I'm going to say something that's probably going to upset people that don't understand. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it won't. But everybody is racist. Now, it's your level of awareness and your level of practicing beyond that awareness or into that awareness or what however that is your calling or is your um opening or your your reinforcing of some of these patterns and habits and behaviors and so you know there is this really really fucking beautiful story that I'm going to tell now also which is it still blows my mind that this story ever even happened because of you know 
who I was when I was in Western North Carolina and how, um, you know, just these stories that were told about me and, um, how I showed up in response to these stories. And, um, I was, um, on my way to, um, this like spot that I commonly go to to like process or to cleanse or to ground or flow or whatever energy I need this space really provides that for me and um to grow um to practice it provides everything for me and um I stopped um on the side of the road for a few minutes and um, I was looking around and I really wish that I had um, this practice of sharing stories after they happen because I, I might not remember it very clearly but I'm sure something like this will happen again but um this car pulled up behind me um and I was I was I was rigid um I wasn't really open um and this um you know there was this couple in the car and this man got out and started walking around and you know then his his partner got out and um was just kind of standing there and um this woman comes up to me and was like girl you look fine and I felt so seen and I was like thank you Aww. and she asked me to give her husband a hug And I was like, of course. <laughs> and, um, <sighs> then she invited me to meet her grandchild in the back seat of the car. The baby was so beautiful, it was sleeping. And... I was really excited and I could tell I was overwhelming her and I so I tried to circulate my energy and I don't think it worked and I kept wanting to connect with them but she just felt overwhelmed by me I think and um we ended up you know going different directions and um I uh this reminded me of another story in which I was working um, and uh, this man came to my, my place of work and um, asked 
if he could um just touch me and it was so bizarre to me at that time this was years ago um that a man would want so much just to touch and the way that he touched me was like the most compassionate softest tender like expression of compassion that I've ever felt even to this day And I'm, you know, feeling a lot of heat in my body now and releasing this truth that, like, knowing my power as a woman and as a feminine being has never been easy for me. And it's never been natural for me. And um, the first story, I want to share a reflection about it because I think if you're new to spirituality or you don't really understand the feminine, the masculine gifts or how those can show up as blessings or burdens, then it just doesn't make any sense to you. You know, it's like, well, why would why would she want you to give her husband a hug? And why would you give him a hug? And like, especially with COVID, why would you, you know, why would you want to see her grandchild? And so if you don't understand, then that's, then that's you know, fine. Um, but my reflection of it, um, knowing now what I know about spirituality and, um, and I, I did know that and feel that at the time of this story, I just hadn't begun offering these gifts publicly. Um, but, you know, they were a family of people of color. And, and no, they didn't, they weren't, none of them was white. N- none of, none of them was white. And, um, you know, women... Women either love me or hate me. Men usually love me, whether they're conscious of it or not. Um, and I have to play this game that I hate. I hate it. With women. Where I show up as a percentage of myself. And I guess I technically have to do it with men too, but men aren't as aware, so it's not as it's not as big of a percentage as I have to do with women. But I often feel like I can't be myself with women because I want to connect with them, but they are either jealous or angry or over-masculinized or um, triggered or traumatized or 
whatever there's all of these you know blocks or these elements of limitation that come up in my connecting with women and um so when that experience happened um I felt like she welcomed me as I am seeing me and then embracing me like with her you know her partner like it takes a lot of trust to want to share and want to embrace and then you know she trusted all like him and I after that even when she invited me you know to see her grandbaby and you know she was able to be the director in that experience with all of us and I just I felt really um, valued and beautiful just for who I was you know I wasn't I was pretty um, frustrated in that at that time before I was there before they showed up and then you know after they left I also felt angry because of the idea that my beauty is something that I have this confusing relationship with all the time and I don't mean my beauty in like physical form I mean my beauty is in my light and my radiance and um I don't particularly think I'm that beautiful like it's not I don't really like think that I'm beautiful like I don't um I think I have lots of other traits um but and gifts and um and I don't particularly think I'm confident either and um I think those are two words that have really like gendered associations with them like beauty is like a feminine thing and then um being confident is is a masculine thing and I just am trying to embody different ways of expressing myself and moving through the world and so um when you know when that 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 second or that third story happened um with the man that came into to my job um or my place of work and you know just wanted to be with me like I I was like open to it but I didn't like you know I I was I was open to it in my head but not in my body like my body was like I don't understand like this is unfamiliar like you can't trust this this is like unreal you know and um 
you know, that that story, like, I've obviously been touched by men, you know, like, I've obviously been touched by men before and, and after that story, you know, um, but, um, Um, it was just so, like, authentic and beautiful and real and, um, yeah, part of me, you know, even after that story, that, you know, that third story was like, you know, he wants something more, you know, and even with, you know, with the couple, you know, they want something more and it's this idea of, like, not understanding presence, you know, and not understanding like the balance of abundance and presence, you know, like we live in a capitalist society where everything is about being more, everything is about being bigger, everything is about, you know, not enough, nothing is ever enough, like you will never be worthy unless you're consuming or producing, which is the opposite of what mindfulness teaches you and what the opposite of like gratitude teaches you. And so, you know, moving into some practices about how to be with, you know, the balance of of knowing light and dark, good and bad, right and wrong is like first like accepting that these exist in our culture. There are so many people that still even deny the evil that lives within some of these stories and that the stories themselves are also rooted in evil and not to be afraid of evil people think that you know there was there was someone that shared with me one time like what's or this question or this idea and what's the opposite of love um which some people say hate but and and I would say that that would be more an but accurate but an antithesis of love is fear so you cannot love something that you fear unless you love the fear itself so practice being with the idea of fear practice being with the idea of the unknown practice being with that for which you are confused by Practice being with what you're sad about or what you're angry about. And with that love of those, you know, dark or bad or negative or toxic or shadow energies, you can love them too. And how deeply you embrace them 
and how long you sit with them and then practice flowing more from them is your depth of power in all energies. There's um, there's associations that we make with all things. You know, at the beginning of this offering, I talked about good, bad, right, wrong, up, down, left, right, you know. And so, you know, with my meditations, I have some symbolism and associations. And um, so this one is going to be really easy because literally colors have associations with everything. white is right (laughs) look at your salt shaker the next time you go somewhere the salt and pepper shaker where where is the salt shaker What do what do women get married in traditionally? What dogs are the least to be adopted from shelters? What color of cat is bad luck? What is bad? What is good? Where are you limiting access to all perceptions? Conclusion. My practice is to enhance your relationship with spirit, with yourself, with your community, your family, your children, your future, your past. And my intention is to have a variety of offerings to where I can reach people who have a variety of backgrounds, a variety of trauma, a variety of limitations, 
I've dreamed of writing courses and offering some sort of sustainable life coaching or educational or exercise based program. There's so many offerings in the world, especially now with technology, that are that are just like they're just so like conscious and masculine and 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 just limiting and just like old and like not original at all and I'm just like so over it I want an offering that is actually going to deeply impact people I want offerings that even if you do it once you're going to feel a difference. Feel a difference. I want to offer dense depth and purpose in these offerings. So also I've mentioned that my offerings follow in line with the responsible capitalism model. Which to me means that these offerings are going to be offered. These offerings are going to be available in a sustainable way. That means sustainable for me, my community, my family, the culture. And also that they're available to people that don't have resources and that can get really complicated because the idea of accessing resources is a problem in itself a lot of people don't even have the internet or a smartphone or know how to even use it some people don't even speak the language that I am speaking And I don't want this to be limited to those people. And there's already enough limitations in the dominant culture through the government, through data mining, that limits our ability to access new information. But my hope and my intention is that somehow I will reach people across the globe that are needing to know more about themselves and connect deeper with themselves and so if you're hearing this message that means that you've withstood the entire duration of one of my podcasts which (laughs) can be intense can be really triggering can be grounding can be annoying but you're still here So, this is an invitation for you personally to reach out to me through Instagram. I will not give you my phone number. I will not give you my email address. Instagram is an extremely convenient, personalized way of connecting with me and I'm going to tell you why one 
Instagram is a free resource. Two. Instagram can translate into your primary language for you. Three. Instagram has the widest variety of my resources available for free. So if you've reached capacity in my free offerings, and I'd like to invite you to check out my website, which is www.divineencounters.net. D-I-V-I-N-E-E-N-C-O-U-N-T-E-R-S dot net. And... If you need to reach me on Instagram, um, currently my handle is Rain in Autumn, R-A-I-N-N-N, Autumn, A-U-T-U-M-N. Um, my intention in the very near future, hopefully by the time this actually gets implemented into all of my videos, that I will have a signature on all of my offerings to where you can directly connect with me through those links. I also want to remind you about the darkness page. So right now, that's just an offering that, not just, it's a really, really powerful opportunity to really be with a change that's deeper than what would be available through the podcast and through... Um, Instagram and through Facebook. Um, the darkness page is getting rebuilt, and so I'm probably going to end up re recording this to say that it's not getting rebuilt. Um, so it's going to change shape um, in the fall. Um, and so that is something to look forward to. It's also a reminder that right now, there's a lot of personalized opportunities. However, when the darkness page gets rebuilt, there will be a different level of connection and that's going to require many more resources. So currently, subscription to the darkness page includes an extensive interview with me or a personal relationship with me. Sometimes both. It requires a contribution of um, at least $200. When the darkness page gets rebuilt, <coughs> will require a 
a contribution or a sponsorship I'd like I'd rather it be considered a sponsorship because in reality you're 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 sponsoring my practice and you're sponsoring other people to have access to this information it's not like a payment you know it's it's a sustained it's a sustained offering um for all extensive purposes my business could be considered a non-profit because everything that I do goes right back into my business um, and my practice and my and my truth and to extend these offerings and expand these offerings. So I don't know, maybe I'll register as a nonprofit or something. But anyways, right now, it's a sponsorship. Um, and so with that sponsorship, when the, when the page gets rebuilt, um, there will be a required sponsorship of 500 to a thousand dollars just to access the page once you have access to the page then there will be other expectations for how you can receive the information that's on the page so i am hoping that um the um the need for the page to be so exclusive will change with the clarity of intentions that people communicate with me in the interview before they access the page but considering eventually my goal my hope my aspiration my inspiration my intention is that this business over the next you know five to ten years will be fully automated and that doesn't mean I won't be in connection with any of these resources I'm going to check my website every day I'm, I'm excited to be witnessing the change that people experience but the reality is that I want to have a fucking baby and I can't be on technology 24-7 like I am to curate this business. So in the next five to ten years I'm gonna have a fucking baby and I'm not gonna be able to give this business my undivided attention at that time. So until then there is a lot of opportunity to connect with me and if you want more information about how to connect with me you can also check out the website if instagram doesn't feel like an alignment for you and you want something more personal than that please check out my website um i often conclude with saying that i would like you to move forward in the world with powerful connections to the divine encounter that you are 